Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass the racing the big one the camping it's all just bigger at talladega and with a double header on saturday and a cup race on sunday it's just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger one thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo finish! NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Yeah, Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas, to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. And good morning. Hope you had a great Easter, everyone. It was great for everyone here at my place, and uh weather was perfect. What a weekend for racing at uh, Bristol, man. It finally dried out. They got both races in. And uh, we're moving on to Martinsville, guys, this weekend, the 14th through the 16th. The following weekend is Talladega. Pay attention. We're giving tickets away, hopefully, for Talladega starting Thursday night. Thursday night, we're loaded down with four guests, guys. Two winners from uh, the PA Dirt. And we also got... uh, our last guest will be Corey Heim with the uh, Dega Nation guys talking about his upcoming event at Talladega, which is the 21st through the 23rd. So, guys, uh, stay tuned. Got some trivia questions. Uh, give you a place to sit on Saturday and uh, Sunday. But we got uh, Joey Logano is our winner on dirt, guys. He drove in the tr- truck series. And... Uh, Going with that. All right, we will continue this evening's media availabilities, and we are now joined by Joey Laganer. Lugano, the winner of the <laughs> weather <laughs> weather guard truck race on dirt. Um, Joey, congratulations! Can you take us through your evening? Yeah, it was um, pretty uneventful. Uh, had a really fast F-150. Um, you know, you, you're always kind of concerned going into the race. It's a team I've never driven before, and there's no practice, and you you know hope the car drives close, <laughs> and you you go out there and go for it. You know, last night we were on the phone talking about how we get in the race if it rains out, the heat races, and is there an opportunity for something like that? Well, thank, thank goodness it's uh it stayed dry enough to get the heat races in and eventually the whole race and be able to, um, you know, eventually, uh, you know, show, I have a good showing for, for hang 10 car washes that, that jumped on board and it's, um, uh, it was good and hopefully we could do it again tomorrow. 
Well, congratulations. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Um, if you have one, please raise your hand, and we will get to you as soon as we can. We'll come down here to Jordan, then Bob, and then in the back to Dalton. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. What was it like having Ryan Blaney as your spotter? Did you guys do any pre-race debriefs or anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know, Coleman, obviously, is my spotter on, on Sundays and does a great job, and uh, he he made a commitment to you know to, to spot the whole year for the 17, and um, I wasn't going to try to get in the middle of that um, as much as I wanted to have Coleman spot me. I had him spot me for the heat race because their heat races were in different ones, but um, we were talking. I was like, who do you think would be good? And uh, we were joking around. I was like, well, how about Ryan Blaney? I was like, well, that would be a little different and, and fun, and I thought everyone in here would probably get a kick out of it. And um I thought it would get our truck on TV more often, which was good. <laughs> so, uh, so I called him up. This was in Atlanta. <laughs> I called him up after uh, after we got done qualifying there, and I said, "You know, would you would you want to do it?" And and he was all in. He's like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yes, but I, you know, I never really spotted before. I've only done it a couple times, and the last time I did it, the guy wrecked. <laughs> so I'm like, well, well, we can't can't do much worse. So. <laughs> So, uh, no, he did a good job. You know, obviously, anytime you put a race car driver up there, which that's why a lot of the spotters used to be race car drivers, they understand uh, what they're looking for as far as speed. And, and obviously, Ryan knows what he wants to hear on the radio, which uh, I typically want to hear a lot more than him. So I was trying to get him to keep talking more and more, which he was. And so uh, we had some fun and some good laughs, and it all worked out. Was there anything that he gave you advice-wise that you were able to kind of impart and use to help you tonight? Yeah, the line-wise, he, he was able to see some things in three and four um, that, you know, as a leader, you don't get to follow anybody and, and see. And uh, Majeski is entering a little bit higher and, and being able to turn down across the track. And uh, he did a good job explaining that to me and was able to adjust that line, and that made the difference a, a lot. And kind of, He was starting to close the gap on us speed-wise, and then that kind of made the difference for us. Overall, here at uh, Bristol with this dirt race, are you? Would you like to see it continue being a dirt race in the spring, or would you like to see it go back to the concrete? And if you want to see it go back to the concrete, where, what are your thoughts on a dirt race on the Cup Series in general? Um, I, I think we're talking about one of the best racetracks we have on the circuit, and, and when it's concrete and when it's dirt. Um, but I think there's a lot of other racetracks that can use an adjustment not Bristol, right? Bristol is just, to me, it's the best racetrack we got. Um, even when it's concrete, everyone can talk about how they want one way or the other. Everyone's going to complain about whatever they want to, but the bottom line is the racing is really entertaining for the race fans here, um, no matter what, what the surface is. Um, there's some tracks that I'd much rather put dirt on because it puts on a lousy race. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll let you guys figure out which ones those are. But uh, for, for me... Um, I have a hard time touching something that was really good in concrete, but hey, you know what? It's pretty entertaining this way as well. Hi, Bob. Bob Parker, Fox Sports. Uh, were you planning on getting that much, uh, m that many times to learn the new chews and the, seeing the chews drone? Yeah, you know, it works pretty good. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind seeing that at every track. Um, there's a lot of times, almost all the races where the, the choose box on the racetrack is really, really hard to see, um, especially as you come up to it. Uh, if there's a car in front of you or if the track's really flat and it's not banked, you can't see it. It's so flat. Um, that, like, really pops out. Like, you know exactly where it is. 
so that part's good. Um, and everyone did a good job really like picking their lane, like making it really obvious of, of where to be. So it worked out. I thought it was cool. It worked great. We'll hear it in the, in the back and then to Zach and then to Lee. Hi, Joey. Don Hawkins from Stress.com. Uh, Thorsport had three trucks finish in the top five tonight. Can you just talk about what it's like working with those guys and just why do you think they were just so fast tonight? <laughs> they were fast last year, too. Um, <laughs> I got my butt kicked by them last year. And I was, Man, I stink. <laughs> but now I realize it wasn't me. <laughs> Their trucks were so fast, and, and obviously uh, we saw that again here today, um, that they just they just got a lot of speed. They got a lot of drive in it. Um, to be able to accelerate off the corners really, really well. Um, whatever that is, I can't tell you, but it's uh, it definitely, they were fast, and you've seen that in the heat races. Um, obviously, uh, they did a good job making adjustments to their trucks from the last time they were here, right? Different tire, going to a radial tire, a lot less stagger without practice. You know, it's obviously a guessing game there, um, but, you know, <laughs> they asked me what I wanted. I said, dude, you kicked my butt last year. Just put in whatever you had last year that beat me. <laughs> no, I want that. <laughs> and so they fine-tuned it from there. And, and uh, after running a race, yeah, there's some adjustments that I'd like to make to the truck. But, um, you know, that overall, obviously, it was plenty fast to, to make it happen tonight. And second, this is another dirt race win for you in NASCAR. So you're getting pretty good at these. When can we expect you to make a World of Outlaws debut? <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I would, I would like to, right? Obviously watching what Larson does and the highlight film from the other night with him and Davenport was awesome. <laughs> Man, it looks like so much fun. Um, but you know, for me, everyone does things differently and obviously that works for Larson. Um, for me, I, I, I try to focus in on, on NASCAR the best I can. I, I show up to the racetrack, and I want to know everything that's going on on my race team, in my race car, and why we're doing it. And I study really hard at that stuff, um, which keeps me out of the race car more than I want to be. Um, but it seems to work on Sunday. Now, Kyle Larson does it the complete opposite way. right? I don't, I don't know if he knows a whole bunch about what's going on in his race car, but he's in the race car every single day. And it makes them really, really good. And, you know, on Sunday, I'd argue the results are, are comparable. Um, so more than one way to do it. We'll go to Zach, then to Lee, to your left, Joey, and then over to Dustin. Zach Sterney, LoNASCAR.com. Joey, the restarts especially seemed to be where you really excelled. What was it about um, timing your restarts using that outside line um, that, that really gave you the advantage? Yeah, the outside lane was was a big piece of it. Um, I found a couple things inside the truck that was that was helping me as well. Um, you know, kind of <clears throat> being the control car helps a lot when you can kind of go when you need to go and there's not much drive at all. Uh, you know, it, it's funny how you know Bristol you can throw dirt on it and it can act very similar to what it does with concrete. I, I don't get it. I don't understand how it, like you think the track would be completely different. Uh, but the way the lanes work on restarts and even as it goes along, it it's very similar, surprisingly. Um, I don't know how that happens, but it's been pretty consistent the last few years. And then Ty Majeski finished his second. Um, obviously, your teammate for today, um, he's had a strong start to the season. But what did you see from him throughout the long runs? Um, did did you notice him catching catching you at all? Uh, did you see, notice him doing anything different as, you know, the more restarts that he got to start restart alongside you? 
Um, well, there was never a long run. I don't believe anything more than 15 or I don't know if we made 20 laps without a caution. I'm not sure. Definitely, maybe we did. Um, but it, um, yeah, I thought with you know Ty, obviously he was you know fast in the heat race, starting in the back, finished second to us. Um, you know he looked to be a little bit better than us in the heat race. Um, you know he was able to find some speed in the three, uh, and that's when I was saying earlier how Blaney kind of uh, relayed that information to me. We'll go to Lee and then over to Dustin. Towards the end of the race, you, you told Blaney there's some guy on the back stretch giving you the double bird, and you were <laughs> laughing about that. Does does that fuel you to go, you know, to even – I mean, not that you need incentive to run harder, but do you just find it comical or, you know – Oh, it's funny, and I want to let Blaney know that's what it's like to be me because I don't think he gets flipped off a lot. I get flipped off a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wanted him to know, that, like, yeah, you're kind of part of the team here, so in a way – he was getting flipped off too. In my mind, I don't think he actually was. I don't think that individual was smart enough to know that. Um, but yeah, he, this guy was committed, very committed to flipping me off. Pretty, take the whole race, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of. I mean, the double, the double, you know, one on each side. I don't think he saw the race. He just was busy hating on me. Have so, you? Uh, you've experienced that? Oh yeah, happens all the time. Yeah. I, I get it all the time. I love the passion, though. I will say that. We have passionate race fans, and that's good, right? I mean, no matter what, like, you see it in sports all the time, uh, and I think race fans are no different. Uh, you know, they love who they love, and they hate who they hate. And, uh, you know, it seems sometimes uh, I'm on the far extremes one way or the other. And so that's a good thing, right? And Earnhardt just said as long as they're making noise, that's a good thing. Well, at least they're making noise. And I missed you in here early on, and I wanted to ask you, where is your Martinsville clock, and does the chime still go off on a regular basis? Um, well, we're in the process of moving, so that kind of – and now it's in my office right now, and it hasn't been wound in a little bit. So, um, But it did for years. It, it sat right in the foyer, and um, my wife was committed to winding that thing. That was like her thing every Sunday night when we got home. She'd wind the clock for the week. <laughs> just like a routine of five or six things she wanted to do as soon as we got home. The Martinsville clock winding was one of them. Uh, so I'm sure it will be again here soon. But, um, yeah, that's it's in my office now at, at Clutch. Thanks. And we'll come down here to Dustin. And we'll right. go Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Joey, you and other drivers have talked about um, in the, regards to the question about the dirt, about how this is such a good track on concrete, and this is this is this is a, a track that you guys really like and everything, um, but obviously, you know, dirt isn't put on this track if the fans respond the same way, and certainly there was a decrease in in attendance, and you know, it led the administration to looking at new ideas of of trying to draw that fan base. So. When you and other drivers talk about, hey, how great this track is under concrete, the sport's seen that before. So what needs to be done, whether it's messaging or kind of letting people know that, you know, what they had is better than what they've got uh, when the sport looks toward what to do next year with, with, with this event? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd quite say, like, what they had is better than what they got. Okay. Uh, I think it's good both ways. Okay. Um, I don't think we had to do something to make it better, is what I'm trying to say. It was great before. I, I do think having a dirt race is cool, right, for, for our sport, um, right, to be the most versatile racing 
series in the world is pretty cool, right? And then dirt racing is one part of that uh, that, that we were able to do. So as a driver, you got to just be so you got to be so versatile through all everything, like every discipline. And I love that challenge. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to take the dirt race, a dirt race, off the schedule. All I'm saying is Bristol's a great racetrack. Either way. And I could say we can maybe fit in a different one somewhere else and eliminate a race that may not be as good. In, in, in regards to that diversity, um, and I'm sure each championship is special for its own personal reasons, but because your second championship, I'm going to guess, that with the, the dirt track and the other events, probably a little bit more diverse schedule. Is that any more meaningful in that sense over the first one just because of the diversity of tracks, diversity of what you had to go through? And I'm not trying to compare, hey, you know, the first and the second. You know, the, you know, the first is yeah. all, they're all going to be both specials. But I'm just curious if the second one, because of that diversity, if that adds anything or means anything in a different way than the first one for you. Yeah, but the only thing that's different really is just adding the, the dirt race. Um, you know, outside of that, the the biggest thing I think from the first to second one is just the next gen car. It being the first year at the next gen kind of made that one pretty special. Uh, but you know, it's hard to beat the first one, right? Like the emotions of your first championship is just uh, it's memories I'll remember forever. Um, they're just it's there's nothing that's comparable to it, right? I mean, it's different categories of awesome, right? Whether you're when you get married or when you have kids and all that, but in competition, it's like a different category and, and equally as awesome, but in its own separate way. Thank you. Yep. We'll go right next to you to Deb. Thank you. Uh, Deb Williams, Auto Week. Uh, Joy, and back to that fan. Several years ago, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. You guys get a lot of attention. <laughs> well, no, let me explain to you why. You'll get a kick out of this. Several years ago at Talladega, when they had the grandstand on the back stretch, there was a fan that kept flipping Davy Allison off every time he went by. So finally, Davy had enough of it, and he flipped the fan off as right. he went by, and it shocked the fan so badly that he saw him, he fell off the fence. So my question is, have you ever flipped one back? I have not. I have not. Um, maybe I just think it's funny <laughs> at this point. Uh, I don't really care that much. You know, it's kind of like people would get on social media and want to talk, right, and just have want to go at it. Whatever. I, I, I don't know. I got more important things to do at the moment, so I don't really get in the middle of it. Um, but like I said, I love the passion. I love that they care. That's why they're here, right? It's because they care. We've got to keep people caring and, and have that passion, but oh well. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Down the highway? <laughs> that happens sometimes, too. <laughs> going to stay back here right over there. Kyle McFadden from Flow Racing. Joey, um, back to your cup heat race here today when you were racing Jonathan Davenport. Yeah, I'm watching a bit of it right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. What impressed you, I guess, about him with he has no cup experience and for him to, you know, race you clean and to hold you off there, was there, like, anything that I know, we were so close. impressed you? I really wanted to beat him because that's, in a heat race, you win spots worth 
who knows, four to five spots uh, if you if we beat him. So um, we, were, we were close there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean Davenport's been racing forever. We we used to race each other in Legends cars. I don't know, 100 years ago, it seems like, but uh, a lot. We used to race each other every week. Um, and uh, it, we've obviously taken completely different paths. We were, we were talking about it today after the heat race. As we were talking, and uh, I said, man, it's kind of cool that it comes full circle. And he said, that, yeah, we went completely different paths <laughs> to get here. Um, but it's neat to be racing each other again. I, pro- I never really thought I'd race him again. Um and obviously he's a tremendous race car driver, especially in, in late models and, and on dirt. And uh, no surprise that he picked up on it pretty quickly. Obviously it's a lot different than a, a late model and the rear end's not moving two feet you know, and all that. But it's uh, obviously he, he knows what to look for and knows how to do it. And he's able to move up top there and, and find a little bit of speed there towards the end of the heat. We're going to go to Dustin here in the middle. Dustin Alvino, J-Ski. Joey, kind of off that, um, you made a, f- a few positions up in, in the qualifying heat earlier today. How do you feel about your car for tomorrow? Yeah, we were a little bit too tight in, in the heat race. Um, I couldn't get it to rotate, and I was needing to horse it too much to get it to, to pivot. Um, and then I was trying to pass cars and lost spots, <laughs> so I just had to regroup and change it. But, uh, you know, I, I think we'll be fine. We just got to adjust the balance a little bit. And then I'm doing a story on Coleman, and you brought up Coleman earlier. Um, what do you feel like makes you guys so successful, you know, obviously being friends off the track as well, but why are you guys so good together? Um, a lot. Um, for one, he his racing IQ is ridiculously high. Um, he's very, very smart when it comes to racing and understanding uh, what's about to happen and why they're doing it and giving me information before it's happening, um, whether that's speedway racing if it's here, if it's any really anywhere, his 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 racing IQ is just ridiculous. Um, when you add that on top of uh, you know the relationship that we have, right, growing up together, and um, you know still being best friends. Shoot, my, my we stayed at his house last night in Asheville, and my kids were over there hanging out with my wife most of the day, um, and I rode over here with him today. So like the relationship that we have is is. Um, you know, very unique and easy to, to kind of know what each other's thinking. And uh, when you have that that thought of, you know, him knowing what I need to hear, he's just able to give me precise, quick information. Oh, man, I was so excited. That was the best. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I told him afterwards, I was, I was up there, and I, of course I talk crap to all the other spotters, so I'm just having fun. But Afterwards, I'm so excited for him to win because it's the first time he's in a car in Lord knows how long. And uh, and the way it came down to the end is a green-white checker, and, and there's a little rubbing and bumping going on. And I was so excited afterwards. I'm cheering and trying to give people high-fives, but all there was was other spotters. They didn't really like give me a high-five. So I was almost as excited as we were from Phoenix uh, to see him win. And I know he always wanted to win a late-model race in, in front of his kids. And uh, that was the first time I was able to do that, so it's cool. Yep. Are there any final questions for Joey? All right. Congratulations, Joey. All right. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, guys. Uh, Joey Logano. Uh, with Joey talking about the 
some of the fans reminded me of a story. I was, I think it was Labor Day weekend at, at Atlanta, right before Casey Kane's NASCAR Cup career come to an end, and sitting over in the petty stands, probably midway, and some young, two young guys go down as far as you could go to the bottom of the stands before you hit the landing where the police officers would ask you to leave. But the police officers were like every other exit. Every time Casey Kane come around, that guy, kid, shooting both hands, I'm talking about feeling it. Probably after about four or five minutes, it seemed like a long time, the first water bottle flew towards him. And then, guys, the water bottle started flying. That's when the police started to come over to bust them and tell them to leave. But before they got there, the one that was shooting both hands, wide open birds, the Casey Kane, that bottle connected to that old skinhead he had. <laughs> it did knock him out, but he decided it'd be safer to go sit down somewhere else. <laughs> so, so the crowd pushed him on. All right. We're going to move on. Christopher Bell, man, on fire. What about that? Uh, battling with Kyle Larson. I, I, I kind of, Kyle and Kyle, Kyle and I kind of thought that would be the way that would be. Larson had a good chance and he was right up there with it. But, uh, Bristol on dirt, guys. The cup guys on dirt. All right. We're going to continue with our post race press conference here this evening for the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. We've now been joined by our race winner, Christopher Bell. This is Christopher's fifth victory and his first victory of 2023. So, Christopher, congratulations. Um, it feels kind of natural that you would finally win the Bristol Dirt Race, but talk to us a little bit about your run tonight and, and just how it feels to finally have this one um, checked. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. You know, those last I don't know, last 70 laps or whatever um, it was, probably less than that, whenever we got on the top, was very uh, tricky because the cushion was um, very unforgiving to run, and if you made mistakes, you paid a really big price. So, uh, yeah, the, the laps just felt like they were taking forever to tick by just because it was so um, hard to, you know, get the car through the corner and not make a mistake. Uh, yeah, so it was very tough for my seat, but uh, hopefully it was a good race. I know whenever I was back in the field, at the beginning of the race, uh, people were two and three wide the majority of the time, so um, it was pretty good for my seat. Open for questions for Christopher. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start up front with Lee Spencer. They're racing with like Briscoe and the two of you growing up together, and, and whether it's Reddick, I mean, the top six guys all come from a dirt discipline. What was it about the track tonight that just kind of favored you all? Yeah, I mean, the track was most definitely a, uh, you know, a, a very tough surface to get a hold of, and it sh should have rewarded guys that kind of knew what to expect and, and how to, you know, get the car around the racetrack, which I think it did. Uh, so, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tricky surface. It was very tough to, you know, produce lap time, and uh, I think it, that's what made it fun, too. All right, additional questions for Christopher? Okay, we'll go to Jordan. 
Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Uh, do your opinion on Bristol change at all as a dirt track? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that's more for the general public to decide. But for my seat, it seemed like it was a pretty good race. Um, but this is also one of the best short tracks that we have on the schedule. So, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm, maybe we have three Bristol races, and that's probably not likely. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm good either way on it. And then you, you win three races last year. You make the championship four. You consistently outrun your more heralded teammates, but yet you probably don't get the spotlight and the shine that they do. Um, does that ever kind of bother you at all or anything, or do you care? Uh, no. I mean, I'd, I'd probably rather it be that way. You know, it. it um, I, I really enjoy just driving race cars, and and I, I yeah, I love driving race cars, and um, you know, that's that's fine by me. Maybe if I win a couple more races, not. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tough question. Tough question I don't really have an answer for, but uh, it doesn't bother me. All right, Bob. Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. Is there a reason that it seemed like all the dirt guys really excelled today compared to the other dirt races here? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the track favored experience on dirt tracks tonight, but at the same time, you know, on the same hand, last year, two dirt guys were definitely going to run one-two if they didn't get, you know, taken out on the last lap. So, uh, with that being said, last year was very similar that two dirt guys were going to run first and second. Um, but tonight, for sure, the track was uh, very tough and um, certainly favored the guys that had experience on that style of track. All right. Any questions upstairs? Evening, Jasmine. Oh. Any question upstairs to press box? All right, we'll come back downstairs. Go ahead. Sorry. Evening, Jasmine Sharp with the podium finish. Just two questions. So what are some of the things that your crew chief, you know, added and brought out of you that you think has kind of sharpened you, made you more keen on everything overall since he's taken over for the number 20 back in 2021? Yeah, I mean, Adam just has been able to instill confidence in me uh, by by giving me fast race cars and, and cars that I know are going to handle um, good enough for me. You know, so he he's a very, probably the best leader that I've ever driven for, and he knows, you know, how to manage the highs and lows of a season, and uh, he definitely can bring out the best in me. Great. And then second question, um, so Toyota as a manufacturer seems to be picking up some momentum in re recent weeks between you and Tyler winning. Do you think that this is potentially a spark or something that will kind of pick up as the season goes? Uh, I would, I hope so. You know, the, the Chevrolets have been super fast to start out the year and, uh, you know, there, there was no doubt that we were behind them, but we're in a really good stretch of races for our cars. Uh, if you look at, you know, Richmond, Bristol dirt, and then even Martinsville, I would expect us to, to be really strong at. Uh, and then when we get back to the mile and a half, I'm not really sure where we're at. So uh, with that being said, it, we know that there is room to improve, um, and, and hopefully that comes sooner rather than later. Go to Dustin, Bob, Matt, and then up to Lee. Go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You mentioned just this, this three-race stretch. What does it mean to get the fourth? You get the win here to take advantage of these opportunities. I think it's what 97 points in two races that you've scored so far. Going into Martinsville, obviously, last time you were there, you were the winner. Yeah, it's 
we knew that this was going to be a good stretch of races and obviously wanted to capitalize on it. Um, but last year through the playoffs, it was just a, a really big eye-opener of playoff points, how important they are. And, uh, well, you know, frankly, we didn't have very many of them last year. So the only thing that pays payoff points is uh, race wins and stage wins. So thankfully we've got five in the bank now, and uh, we need to get some more. And how did this track challenge you in, in, a, in a different way tonight? Yeah, so it was just very technical. Uh, it obviously got very slippery, and uh, the cushion up top had speed in it if you could run next to it. But the problem was is that if you got over it, you paid a really big penalty and lost a lot of time. Uh, and you could get over it with the right rear, and you can get over it with the right front. So it was just a very fine balance of getting the car bent and crooked enough to you know, ride against it uh, without getting your right rear over it, without getting your right front over it. And, and you know, the, these things are just they're, they're pretty tough to drive on a dirt track, especially whenever you're trying to drift them around the corner. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of wrestling a pig out there for however many corners you got. I definitely think that this was uh, the cream of the crop for track conditions. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to get any better than that. Bob Parker's Fox Sports, uh, did you, I mean, how confident were you you were going to win even if the caution didn't come out? Did you feel like you had enough did, um, edge on Tyler that he wouldn't be able to make a move on you? Uh, I mean, I, I was going to, I was fully committed to block the move. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm sure that he would have given me a little friendly bumper. And, you know, if, I don't know. I might have spun out. I might not have spun out. But uh, I was prepared to block the move. Maybe that would have caught him off guard. Um, but, you know, I, I was uh, – I didn't know the yellow flag came out until I had already shown my hand going into turn three. Um, so it was probably going to be an exciting finish, that's for sure. Matt Weaver, Motorsports Tribune. Um, you had a pretty good launch there on that last restart, and you'd kind of driven away from Tyler a little bit. But you kind of backed up to him there closer to the finish. Was that you just trying to take care of it? Or what was the biggest concern you had in the back of your mind getting closer to the finish? Yeah, I mean, I think it – it, it kind of goes both ways where I'm leading the race and I have everything to lose and nothing to gain. And he has, you know, everything to gain and nothing to lose. So for me, um, I was just trying to make sure that I hit my marks, drive smooth and not make a mistake uh, that, that took myself out of it. And I'm sure that he was given it 110%. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that was the, the majority of it. Uh, yeah. What did Reddick say to you after the race when he came up to the car? And, you know, just the fact that the kind of respect that you guys have. I mean, he didn't get pissed at Briscoe last year where, you know, if it had just been on a traditional short track and somebody had wiped you out, you know, it would have been a whole different can of worms. But, you know, is there that level of respect amongst you guys? And, and you know, what did he say? Uh, he just said it was going to be interesting if the yellow flag didn't come out. But, uh yeah, I mean, obviously, you say congratulations, and um, great day for, you know, both of us to run one, too. And you're the last guy to win at Martinsville, so how much confidence does that give you going there next week? And um, where did you put your grandfather clock? Yeah, so my grandfather clock is in my dining room, um, so that's where that sits. But, yeah, I mean, I feel good about going back to Martinsville. It's going to be certainly different with the low downforce package, uh, but... It's different for everybody, and, and, you know, I feel like we were 
the best car there in the in the fall. So, um, you know, we hopefully we can do our homework and, and make sure to uh, study the differences between you know Richmond and Phoenix with the low downforce package and, and what we expect at Martinsville. You had already w moved your winning Chili Bowl car out of the house, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we're going to take one final question with Kelly up front. Kelly Crownerracer.com. Christopher, I wanted to go back to um, you said there you had showed your hand going into three because Tyler had questioned if you th knew the caution was out or if that was going to be your defensive move. So what did what were you going to prepare for uh, had the caution not come out of knowing he was probably going to try something? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I had kind of been running the slider line through three and four uh, earlier in the third stage, uh, and I felt like that I would, while I would overall hurt my lap time by doing that, um, it was going to be a defensive move to block the line where he couldn't, uh, you know, get in there, get beside me, and, and put me in the fence or whatever he was going to do. Uh, and then obviously I was prepared to lose momentum off the corner, but my my goal was to, you know, have him not be able to get me uh, before we got to the line. Yeah, yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, you you just got to – or I was trying to take care of myself and not, not be put in a vulnerable position. All right, sounds like we do have one question in the press box. Go ahead. Mark Garrow, PRN. Christopher, how much pressure does this take off when you race this early in the season, and what does that mean to the rest of your regular season? Yeah, it definitely takes pressure off, but – uh, you know, it, it doesn't change the end goal. And, and, you know, like I mentioned earlier about the playoff points, that's what we need to start building, building upon in the regular season and something that we did a bad job on last year. So uh, with the way that this format is, the only way you score playoff points is by winning stages and winning races. Um, and so, you know, ultimately we need to get to where we can win some more races and win some stages. All right. All right, we'll take one final question for the third time from Dustin Long. No. Okay, I apologize. Thank, thank you, Christopher. Hey, um, I forgot to mention this. With, with getting the win tonight, it's your fifth win in your, in your first 116 cup starts. So among active drivers, Brad Kozlowski won eight times in his first 116. Then it's you, and at four is, is Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. And I think you can make the argument that those are – future Hall of Famers. And Pretty to, cool. To do what you have done, and obviously you, you, in one sense, you were groomed for this, but just because somebody is doesn't mean that they're going to succeed. What does it mean to have more wins than any other active driver in their first 116 starts other than Kozlowski, a former champion? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's incredible and uh, something that I'm, you know, forever – grateful to be in the position I am in to, to drive for a, a team that's capable of giving me race cars capable of winning. Um, but, you know, I, I try to not look at the stats and, uh, and focus on the task at hand. So, you know, that is very rewarding to hear and, and hopefully I'm not done here. All right. That was a good, good question there, Dustin. So we'll let you pass. All right, Christopher, congratulations again on your win this evening. The racing, the big one, the camping. It's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and a cup race on Sunday, 
it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. One thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo finish! NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now at TalladegaSuperSpeedway.com. All right, guys. That's the uh, 21st through the 23rd. That's going to be one great weekend. This is how it can roll. For $67, I think that's what a seat costs for Sunday's race. You get free camping in two places. NASCAR across the street. Free camping. I've done it a lot. You'll meet some of the best people on earth that weekend. That ticket for $67, less than $70, is going to give you a concert on Saturday night. It's going to give you free camping in North Park, South Park. Go and buy the Saturday ticket. It's a double header. You're in it for less than $100. You're going to have the best weekend you ever had. Take three days and go do it. You can start at 67 with just Sunday action. That gets you a concert on Saturday night in the infield. You're able to go down the boulevard. Guys, they ain't nobody puts on a party like Talladega. I've been to a lot of tracks, and they some they some good ones at the track. The party is everywhere, North Park, South Park, Enfield, all around the track. Everybody's got music, cooking, having a good time. I appreciate you. Give it a try. Got Martinsville this weekend. It's, if you're up close to Martinsville, go up and watch the little paperclip. Hadn't made it. Hopefully, I'll get to go to the second race of the se- out of the, the season. But uh, see you, Talladega. Give it a try. $67. You buy- <laughs> That's a carton of cigarettes today. Appreciate it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, I'm on the social media sites. Check it out. We got some good stuff. Big coverage for Talladega weekend. Big show Thursday night. Also, we got a winner for Big Diamond and also from Mahoney Valley. Kyle covered it. Kyle, appreciate you doing that. Uh, Know you had to work today. We'll talk to you soon. Folks, it takes me about, used to take me two weeks to get ready to go to Talladega. So, you know, the work is on. Hey, go hit that YouTube subscribe button. Come on. Saturday and a cup race on Sunday. 
it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. One thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo finish. NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now at TalladegaSuperSpeedway.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.